Oh, so how was your day so far today? Oh, absolutely fantastic. As long as I can say hello. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, talked on, I talked to you on the phone at about a quarter to 12. Uh -huh. And you said, when are we doing this? At 12 or at 1? I said, 1. You said, okay, fine. So then I call you at 1 to tell you that Zeke's running late. And you go, oh, I thought we're doing it at 3. Right, Scott. I'm, uh, you know I'm a part of the NFL concussion case. <laughs> so based with this being on the film, I just want the concussion guys to know that yeah. it's really I'm not giving. I'm not giving into that. You're part. You're part of the aging case with me. <laughs> now, 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 you're accepting that that's what really happened. Who knows? Oh, yeah, that, you're just accepting what, it. You can't. You can't be so sure that I knew what I'm talking about either. So, anyway, all right. Here's Larry Mallory. I'm Scott Farber. Voting is Tuesday. Larry, are you going to be a poll watcher? You could just no. say yes or no. I mean, yeah, no, I don't. I'm not definitely a poll watcher, but I'll be definitely voting, and we're definitely supporting the NFL PAs in every city across this country is supporting voting, and we're, we're anybody that we can help to vote to go out to vote if people need rides or anything. You know, some of those things are available through the Players Association and through the alumni. So you're right, you know, Scott. You know, and uh, uh, Larry is serious because I know he gives rides to the uh, Arlington State or uh, AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play. You get those fans <laughs> in the park. Mr. New York Giant is making sure the uh, Jerry Jones is full every Sunday. Yeah. Well, you know, Mr. New York Giant, but Mr. NFL as well. So, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know. You are. I didn't like the Bears. I didn't uh, like your Bears. You should. <laughs> you know what's wrong with my bears how much time do we have well i mean uh, one of the reasons you know in, in the past i hadn't been a big bears fan i obviously you know wayman played there but i just think that the entire league i'm i'm right. I'm, I'm excited about how the league is functioning especially during these challenging times yeah yeah and, and wayman you refer to wayman it's wayman bryant of course who went to tennessee state with you and Ed Tuttle Jones, I mean, that must have been a team that you guys all played on. Anyway, <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Texans Thursday night. The Eagles moved to 8-0. Are they real, or are we going to wait for a collapse similar to uh, what the Arizona Cardinals did a couple of seasons ago? I think they were 7-0, and then they faded away. So what do you think about the Eagles? Well, you know, we, we've talked about this a number of times. Uh, the 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 game itself is a game that at the end of the day, injury plays the most important part. And, and so therefore it's not just the starting 11, it's the entire team. And I think both of those teams are functioning very well together. Okay. Now the Eagles are two games ahead of the Cowboys, two games ahead of the Giants. Who's winning the NFC East? <laughs> and I don't want to hear about injuries and everything. I just want to hear about who's going to win the NFC East. You know, I I think the Eagles might be, you know, at the top of the food chart in terms of winning that NFC East because it's a, it's a challenging league first, and I think that they performed very very well. Okay, well, Tampa Bay three and five will play the defending and not really doing a very good job of it. The uh, Super Bowl champs, uh, the L.A. Rams, who are three and four. I think things are so tight now in the NFL, but whoever wins this game is right back in it for their division, you know, right towards the top. So who wins this one, the Rams or uh, Tampa Bay? 
you know, Scott, that's a that's a hard question these days, and and, and it's hard just because I think the teams are so balanced. You know, I, I don't know the injury count for each one, but I know that 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 people watching that game are going to see a, a very good football game. Both offense, defense, and special teams, all three are functioning very, very well. And and what's very impressive too is there there's been the normal injury process in the NFL, and you're still getting performance out of your second and third team. Right, right. Well, the, uh, you know, a game on the schedule that I know a lot of people are waiting for are the Chiefs and the Titans. They're both five and two. Now, I read something today that I think will be of interest to you, the way you always talk to me about how football works. They said in this article, can Derrick Henry beat Patrick Mahomes? So suddenly, I don't hear about quarterback, highest paid, leader in the locker room. It's the highest paid quarterback leader in the locker room. I'm hearing about a running back. Now, we're competing with the running back against uh, the quarterback. What's the deal there, and who's going to win this game? No, that, that's a great question uh, because it, it, it ends up being, I think, uh, what athlete is performing best at that particular time. And I think that, that the, your running backs are performing well, but only because of the offensive line. Uh, the quarterback is performing well only because of the offensive line. So even though, you know, those guys that, score the touchdowns or throw the touchdowns, get all of the, they get all the credits, you know, and all of the, the hype and stuff. I always, you know, always go to those offensive linemen too and make sure that they get, they get the kind of credibility they deserve. All right. So Larry, so you're focusing on the whole team, which I always felt was good because you always really put so much emphasis on the quarterbacks. So now let me ask you this, uh, the quarterback on the Titans, uh, never made it to the elite in quarterbacks, but he's always been very good, very strong. Um, so we're, we're, you know, when we're mentioning Derrick Henry, so who is in control of that team? The Titans? Yeah. Well, right now, Derrick, you know, is the star. I mean, he, the, everybody focuses on stopping him first. But I think the, the the value of the team is that they, they have a lot of diversity. You know, okay. they're not they're not a star in any one place outside of Derrick Henry, but they contributed all of the all of the places on defense and offense. And okay. I'm not just saying that because I'm with Tennessee State in there now in Tennessee. Okay, I don't want to pick on Ryan Tannehill, Larry. I was you know because I think he's a fine quarterback. He is not in the top echelon of quarterbacks, but he's a real good quarterback. But I was just trying to make a point because we always put so much focus on the quarterback, win or lose. They get the glory. They get the, uh, you know, the blame. And uh, But Derrick Henry clearly is the star of that team. And I just wanted to kind of see what you thought about where all of that fits in. So I'm glad to hear that you made it more of a team effort than, you know, the offensive linemen. You know, the quarterbacks are always buying the offensive linemen prizes. So That's you know, true. you know, they realized the importance of them. That's true, and and this I don't know if this is right or not, but I think that Ryan Tannehill is six five. Isn't he? Ryan Tannehill is a is a big guy. I don't yeah. I don't know, but he I, he's big. I don't know his uh, you know what his uh, stats are, but he's uh, he's a big guy, and he's always been very good. 
he, you know, and sometimes I feel that, let me put you this way. I felt people who anchor television, when they are on the number one station and some other town hires you away because you're the big star in Dallas and they ship you off to Chicago for more money, you don't necessarily do so well. I think a lot of the time coming from that field, I always felt that the station helps the anchor person more than the anchor person necessarily helps the station. I guess there's, you know, they, they do, but it's not totally them. And I think it's the same thing with the quarterbacks. How would Tannehill be if he played on the Kansas city chiefs? That's just had, there's such a well-oiled machine, you know, would he be better or would he still be just above average? You know, well, it's just something that I think that could be a, a Scott who likes to argue with us all the time. He would like to argue that I'm sure. But what do you think, Larry? Does well, the team well, you, make the quarterback or the quarterback make the team? Well, no, you hit a lot of you you hit on a lot of different things there. The the, the key word out of everything that you keeps talking about is team. Right. If you don't have if, if that quarterback is not a key part of together everyone achieves more. If he's not a key so he can't create all the focus on himself. The quarterback honestly is the the glue that right. makes everything work. And he can't, you know, pat himself on the back and you know that's not how how teams work. And 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 not the quarterback is not only I think effective for the offense. He's also very effective for the defense. You'd be surprised how much that quarterback is talking to defensive players on that sideline during the time and congratulating them on the things that they do because they're putting the ball back in his hands. Well, and the defense also wants him to eat up some clock too, so they can catch their breath. Yeah. You know, yeah. When, when they're on the sideline, you know, you know, you know they don't want to get uh, tired out. Now, you know, we're talking well, cool. a lot about the quarterback in our, in our last podcast at the end, we showed a clip of Cleve Roberts uh, you know, getting emotional and breaking up a little bit, talking about Steve McNair, the quarterback there. And, uh, um, you know, you, you wanted to make some comments about Steve. Great quarterback uh, for Nashville. Great quarterback. And I, I did some research. I didn't, you know, know everything that went on in his situation. Um, but Steve McNair, okay, you know, his, his, his wife shot him. Right. Right. And uh, and then shot herself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that's how it went. I know I know he was murdered by her. I'm, and I think you may be right. I think she might have shot herself afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what an NFL quarterback's life in America is impacted by capitalism. They have a lot of money, you know, they, right. they're the top players on the team. They should be in good condition. There, there's so much more to this story for your wife to shoot you in the head. And I think it was in the bed or something. Right, right. But, but for your wife to shoot you in the head, there had to be a lot of things going on prior to that, you know, prior to that happening. Right. That possibly could have changed this whole thing. That right. that that was just upsetting for me, Scott. It was what, just... what do you think about it? Well, you know, it's just a, uh, it's just a tragedy when anybody gets shot, you know, and yeah. then with somebody who's in the limelight, it, you know, it kind of brought that town Nashville to its knees for a while. And it took a while to re to recover from. And you could see the emotion in Cleve when he was talking about how Steve bought him 
10 Super Bowl tickets because uh, he wasn't making a lot of money playing on the line in Tennessee. And I don't know if he was even a starter. He might have been a backup. Steve just wrote him a $45,000 check so he could get 10 of his family members to come to that Super Bowl game. So it's just, uh, yeah, you know, you, you never know what's going on uh, in the lives of people. But, uh, uh, you know, he surely is missed, you know, in the NFL and, of course, in Nashville. Well, let's let's go to a little happier mood. Let's go mm -hmm. to a happier mood. This can make me happy. The Packers are three and five this year. I got to <laughs> love it. They're playing Detroit, who is one in uh, one one game. Can the Lions pull off the upset and beat the Packers? You know, I always go back to this, and you're going to remind me of it too. But I don't know the injury report on both sides. However, oh, here we uh, go with the injury report. <laughs> they got to well, play you know, the game. The they got to play the game. We're in the middle of the season, and this is when you know that injury report is very impactful in terms of the the productive players, the wide receivers, the running backs, you know, and the protected players. But all in all, you know, I um I, I still like Green Bay. I still like I still like Green Bay. All right. Well now How about you? I don't like Green Bay period. I, say so, I mean, you know, um no uh you know, the thing is, as much as I don't like Aaron Rodgers because he's beaten the Bears 8,250 times in a <laughs> row now, as much as I don't like him, when you watch the videos of him showing up at a kid's house where the kid has cancer and he spends a day with him, it's hard to dislike this man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you see stuff like that, you go, oh, man, you know, you, you can't dislike him. So I only dislike him three hours a week, I guess. <laughs> That's a good one. I like, <laughs> you know, I like after kickoff. And when the and when the game is over, then I could like him again. All That's right. right. So we have the World Series going on in baseball. And the other day when we talked and I mentioned something to you about uh, you know, we could talk a little bit about baseball, and you said, Hey, it's football season. <laughs> and that reminded me of something that I think to this day I'll never forget it. So the Texas Rangers a few years back were going to their very first Super Bowl, I mean World Series, ever. Mm -hmm. And I'm in my car and I flip on the local sports radio talk. This is three hours before the first pitch of the World Series the Rangers were going to play in. Uh -huh. You know what they were talking about? What? Tony Romo. Cowboys. The Cowboys. <laughs> but it was specifically a story about Tony Romo. Romo. So when you said that to me, hey, it's football season, I just, I, I just, anyway, we'll leave, it, we'll leave it there. All right, the World Series, the Phillies became the darling of the baseball world, an 87-win season. Uh, they took a 2-1 to -one lead in the World Series over the heavy favorite Houston Astros, who won 106 games. But all along, you got the feeling that the Astros at some point were just going to take over and win. The other night, they uh, tied it up at two games apiece. They threw a combined no-hitter against the Phillies and a shutout win. And then last night, the Phillies won 3-2. to two. I mean, the Astros won 3-2 to two to take a, a lead in the series 3-2. to two. And the Phillies had chances all night. They couldn't get that two-out hit with men on base. I had turned the game off. <laughs> uh, and I saw some guy flew out up against the wall on a great catch in the ninth inning. Yeah. 
the Phillies they're headed back to the uh, to uh, Houston now for games uh, six and seven. If there is a game seven, can these Phillies come back and win, or is this just over? Oh no, I I I, uh, I think they can come back and win. They 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 well you know they're both. It's hard to go to look at either one of those teams and see where the weakness is. I mean, those are some good teams. Well, they well, made it along. You, you know what, Larry, what I, what I see, it's unbelievable to me how every pitcher that comes in for the for both teams really throws them all over 100 miles an hour. That used to be that used to be Chapman's specialty. He was the guy in the league who would throw the ball 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Now it's like if you don't throw at 95, you're not going to you're not going to be able to overpower anybody. And I think we talked about this a little bit, you know, when your pitchers now are falling off the mound at six foot four and six foot five. And yeah, so they're actually standing about 53, <laughs> 54 feet from home plate when they release the ball. That's right. That's right. I, I mean, it's it's unbelievable uh the power that they have. But I think, you know, like even last night in the eighth inning, I guess uh the Phil uh, the Phillies had first and third and one out and they were down by a run. Now they made it three to two and they couldn't figure out a way to put the ball in play to get a run in. You know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's why I look at the Astros. They look so calm, so cool. And it's like no big deal. So we'll go home to Houston and win it and that'll be fine. So we'll see. I became a Philly fan. Look at Schwarber's on the team. He's from the Cubs. So I I was kind of pulling for Schwarber. It would be nice for Bryce Harper um, and it would be nice for Houston too. I mean, but they have that one kid, Abreu, who comes in the pitch. He's like 19 years old. He throws the ball 101 miles an hour every pitch. Yeah, um, that's so, right. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's bring him in. It's trivia time. Come on, all uh, right. Scott, our producers, where are you? All right, Zeke, I'm going to have you go first. Okay. New York Yankee Don Larson. He has a claim to fame, Zeke. Do you know what it is? Nope. No, I don't even <laughs> Scott, do you want to steal? No, I'm gonna leave that one to Zeke. Holy cow! I just I can't <laughs> believe it. All right. Um, uh, did either of you guys watch one of the Philly games? Did, did you see the no hit game? That I didn't came- watch that game. I watched the game yesterday, though. Okay. Well, yesterday. Well, the other day, that combined no hitter about the, for the Phillies was the second no hitter in baseball. Don Larson. Uh, his claim to fame is on October 8th, 1956, he pitched the only World Series perfect game. You've, I'm sure you guys have seen the YouTube video of him running and it, he's like well over six feet and then he jumped into Yogi Berra, the catcher's arms. Yogi was a short, stocky guy. Anyway, all right, so here was, that was my question for Zeke. And then Scott, I was pretty sure you were gonna know he did that. So the question for you was, who did he pitch that game against? And I'll give you a hint. It was their arch rivals. Uh, it was a World Series game, you said? <laughs> yes, that's what I said. I'm going to go with the Mets. <laughs> well, the Mets came into being after after that uh, World uh, Series. But it was against the Brooklyn Dodgers. You know, uh, Dodgers. Um, and it was game five, and the Yankees went, in, went on to win that series. And 
seven games. Okay, well, I feel badly that we broke your guys' streak with something that's been talked about recently. So goodbye, go back into hiding. Oh, wait, Larry's got a question. When did, when did, when did Brooklyn, when did the Dodgers move from Brooklyn to Los Angeles? I don't really oh, know, right. but it was it was shortly after that. What, uh, what do you guys, will you look it up? Look it up, Zeke, are you already looking it up? I, I'm not, but I think it was like 1950. Something. Well, it couldn't have been because this was 1956 when they were still in Brooklyn. One of you guys, just look it up real quick. Just Google <laughs> it. Was, it, was, it was in 1957. It was in May. Yeah, I knew it was shortly after that series. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys, go away. Thank you. Next week, I'll make it easier on you. I feel so good that I finally fooled you guys. And my yeah, maybe favorite, something closer, closer to when we were alive, maybe. Right. Something. Oh, here we go. Youth, youth, youth is wasted on anybody that's younger than me. You got to experience that game, probably. I wasn't even, I wasn't even close to being alive. You know, then. you know, I give Zeke a pass, Scott, because Zeke will tell you he's not the biggest baseball fan in the world. But Scott, you're Mr. Baseball, and you know all these stats and everything. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rib on you a long time over this one. I figured you were gonna rattle off the year and who they were playing and how many spitballs he threw and all that stuff. You know. Um, all right, I'll give you one other quick one, Scott. Who was uh, recognized as the greatest left-handed pitcher for the New York Yankees? All right, guys, I'm gonna say goodbye. Whitey. I don't know. Bye, guys. See you later. Thank you. All right, Larry, let's get back here. Kyrie mm -hmm. Irving. Got to ask you about Kyrie. No, Kyrie no. Irving and the New York Jets are each paying a $500,000 fine. This was for Kyrie posting a link of a film that was filled with anti-Semitism. Right. He missed a lot of basketball last year because he refused to get a COVID shot. He missed half his salary. He's now suspended for five games for his continued speaking on this anti-Semitic issue that went on. I don't know if he'll be suspended, lose his money during the suspension of those five games or not. Yeah. So I got to ask you, first of all, it, this is a very beloved player. He dresses up as the old man and goes out there and plays basketball, you know, against young kids on the basketball court. Um, what's going on with him? Why, why is he willing to be like this? You know, uh, um, I mean, and, and, and are they just making so much money that they don't care when they don't make more money? I mean, is there any explanation for this or is it well, just well, a, I, I, I think finance is important, you know, but uh, first thing is I've never known him as a great player. I've known him as a, as a good NBA player, but um, I, I've just really never known him as a great player. Someone that's, you know, maybe you follow him a little bit more than I have. But, yeah, no, uh, he's a, he is a great player. There's no question about it. Okay. But, but I'm just con concerned about why they um, – why he's in this situation you know why why does he get himself into this and you know and it, it, you know even the COVID thing was a big deal that he wouldn't take the shot yeah. i guess they wouldn't let him he couldn't go to road games because some cities you had to have a COVID shot yeah. um or maybe it was he couldn't play at home i don't know where it was but he only played half the year until they lifted the COVID bans on him 
I mean, it's just crazy. And then, and then this thing, I, it's like, they know they're in the limelight, you know, and I, they know, know, and they know their leaders in right. society. And, know, and, and yeah, you, you know, it's just, um, and, you know, Charles Barkley always say, you know, I didn't ask to be, you know, the role model for your kids and everything. And there's a lot of truth to that. It's just a difficult situation. I guess I'd like to be making that kind of money and decide if I didn't care enough uh, or I could get suspended. All right. Well, listen, we're going to um, um, have to leave until uh, next time. But I want to leave tonight with another clip from Generations Broadcasting's archives. This is going to go back to 2017. And Larry is going to probably hurt me after he sees what I'm going to be putting up here. <laughs> These are some of Larry's finer moments. I saw this the other day. Uh, we had done it on one of our blooper reels. And I left me out of the bloopers. I just made it about you. <laughs> and I, I did get a well, chuckle out of it. Now well, we are a team, see, so you that's know. That's right. That's right. So you know if there's those bloopers about Larry, you can be sure that uh, he's not the only one that uh, has embarrassed himself occasionally. So if you're listening to us on a podcast, you're not going to hear much. This is all visual. So you might have to go to generationsbroadcasting.com and go to podcasts to watch it, or of course, uh, uh, Generations Broadcasting YouTube channel uh, and watch it. So until next time, uh, Larry, take care of yourself. We'll see how these picks go this weekend with, in football and the baseball. And then you'll have the baseball will be over. You won't you won't have to worry about interfering vote, with football. Go anymore. vote. Go vote. <laughs> Do it. And Larry's right. not going to be there as a uh, as a watcher, <laughs> so you won't have to worry about running into him. Take care, everyone. Larry, Take care, buddy. thanks, Scott. Thanks, Zeke. Be good, guys. Righty. One sec. They have a ringing. What time? I got right here. Yeah. All right. We're not holding on. We're going to put that on. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Are you sweating? I am. <laughs> okay. I'm Larry Mallory. Thank you for watching.